it's funny because I did not know exactly how I was going to open up season four. And then this weekend happened where I didn't have any alcohol whatsoever, but yet I still had what alcoholics would call a moment of clarity. And I had several things I wanted to bitch about, about the fantasy football industry itself, people within it, not calling out names, but just what bothers the shit out of me. And then it came to today, Sunday, what is it? February 20th. I think it's February 20th. Yes. Thank you phone. And, uh, I, of course, every time I have a fucking rant that I want to go on, there's enough time in between thinking of that rant and me actually recording to where I simmer down. You know, I, I get that moment of just Zen where I'm like, you know what? It's really not that bad. Most of that happened because (laughs) most of my anger went to the fucking guy at Best Buy who sold me the wrong kind of fucking recording equipment that I need uh, when I go to Vegas for the NFL draft in April. So to him, thank you, stupid fucking Best Buy guy. You're in the doghouse. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy, and this is the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast, Season 4. How's everybody doing? Find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13, and still going over at Facebook, Dennis M. Roy over there. Everyone who has subscribed, thank you very much. Always appreciated. And as a bonus, you got all four divisions of the NFC late Saturday night, been working all weekend. I have gotten started on the AFC, which I will have done by the end of uh, next weekend, probably Saturday again. So uh, we start off. It's the journey to the NFL draft, getting really excited. Uh, oh God. I want to say it's almost exactly two months until I leave. Um, I'm double-checking this right now. It is. It's exactly two months until I leave for the great southwest of the United States. Um, do the little tour of Arizona, northern part of Arizona. It's going to be great. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. going to have a couple people along with on that trip, so... So, so excited. So, so excited. But we do have work to get done here. 
Um, this is, you know, this is start, man. This is where it all begins. So let's see if there's any NFL news and notes that we need to know about. Uh, Bruce Arians saying Brady playing next season would shock me. Uh, he's also been uh, kind of playing down the rumors that him and Tom Brady had of a rift. Personally, don't really care. Um, the bigger news yesterday was that uh, former Miami Dolphins head coach Brian Flores joined the Steelers coaching staff, uh, assistant uh, assistant head coach, I want to say, and a, a senior defensive assistant slash linebackers coach. So good for him. Got a job. We knew it was probably not going to be a head coaching job, but uh, at least he's, you know, he's busy. He's busy still in the NFL, even though he's got the uh, lawsuit going on, uh, which I've given my thoughts on. I'm fine with it. It is what it is. Stuff needs to get changed. It just does. I mean, somebody had to do it, you know, and uh, if you're kind of pissed off about it, well, that's that's your own goddamn problem. So it is what it is there. Uh, former uh, Washington... Cobra Commander, wide receiver, Charlie Taylor, Hall of Famer, uh, passed away at the age of 80. So, sad news out of Washington. Other than that, there's nothing really else going on here. Um, the U- Oh, I can tell you that the USFL draft is this week, I believe. Yeah, yeah, it's this week. It's this week. Kind of excited. Kind of want to see the teams get put together so I can kind of run through their and uh, take a look and see how these teams are built up. So getting excited for there. But without further ado, let's dive into these NFC North depth charts. We are going to start with the North, working to the East, South, and West. That's how we'll handle not only the NFC, but the AFC as well. So let's take a look here, and we're going to start with the uh, the old Chicago Bears with new head coach Matt Eberflus. Matt Eberflus. With the offensive quarter coordinator uh, Luke Getze, defensive coordinator Alan Williams, and special teams coordinator uh, Richard Hightower. So, let's take a look. What are we going to do? Where should we start? Should we start where it's the most important, the offensive line? I think so. I think that's what we should do. Left tackle Jason Peters. Um, uh, I guess before we get into that, uh, if you do have your depth chart color coding key, uh, have that out. I have the wider screen, so I'm able to put that and the depth charts up um, and kind of keep an eye on there. So if you don't have it, if you're trying to listen through while looking at your depth charts, same type of color scheme as last year. I did add a couple more down towards the lower end, so there's a little bit more reds. Uh, when we get to the uh, players that rated out just incredibly horrid. Um, so you know, it goes from blues to greens to yellow to orange to red. That's how we're doing it. It's, uh, to me, it's a good system. It's based off of Pro Football Focus's ratings. So you get anywhere 90-plus. I consider that elite. Uh, a lot of people would probably say 85-plus would be your elite. But that kind of takes a little bit off of... Uh, to me, some of the backup players, like you will see on the Chicago Bears offense, t- uh, tight end Jesper Horstead rated out as over 85. Uh, 
according to PFF, but I mean, it's Jesper Horstead. You got to take some of these with a grain of salt. You kind of got to look at it. Um, look behind the number, look behind the color a little bit. Some of these guys, when you see backup players rated as high as what they are, usually that means that they were only on the field for a very limited amount of time. Uh, usually guys that got injured, put on IR, so they didn't have the uh, time to regress back to their their actual norm. So now that we got that out of the way, now we can get into the Bears' offensive line. How about that? Uh, so going across from left to right, you have Jason Peters, Cody Whitehair, Sam Mustafer, James Daniels, and German Effetti. Uh, four of these guys, four starters across the offensive line, are free agents. Jason Peters unrestricted, as is James Daniels and German Effetti. Uh, Sam Mustafer, the center, is a an exclusive rights free agent. So uh, probably, you know, more than likely, unless he gets uh, non-tendered, he's going to be as good as gone. That's mostly for most of your restricted free agents as well. A little bit of team control under there. Um <clears throat> they're going to revamp this whole Chicago Bears offensive line. It's going to take a couple of years, um, but they definitely need to protect Justin Fields. We see every time that Justin Fields is on the is on the uh, is on the field, uh, he just he's running for his damn life. They do not allow a lot of time. Uh, Andy Dalton, being the veteran that he was, has a little bit more sense to get rid of the ball quickly. Uh, rookies, you know, younger two, three, you know, year guys tend to hold the ball a little bit more. Uh, we've seen that with Joe Burrow, especially in the Super Bowl. So you want to get that offensive line. You need to get that offensive line uh, fixed. That's a first priority. I uh, would expect Tevin Jenkins to either take the left tackle position or the right tackle position. Um, being that he was drafted last year to take one of those positions. Let's see back in here, too. Alex Barr is back up at guard. Uh, Dieter Ellison, uh, they can get rid of both of those. Elijah Wilkinson, though, uh, unrestricted free agent, backup guard. He'd be a good guy to kind of keep keep back there. Um, can fit in a couple places, can play guard and tackle. Uh, Larry Borum, <laughs> Borum, damn near killed him. Uh, Willie Wright, Lacavius Simmons, you know, another exclusive right free agents. Don't like him. Tyrone Wheatley uh, Jr., who I believe, if I remember correctly, was an undrafted free agent last year. Um, so him still being on the team, that's good for him, but he's definitely not somebody that you're going to end up starting. Uh, we'll go. We'll just go to quarterback and then running back, wide receiver, tight end. Quarterback, you're going to have Justin Fields. Now, Andy Dalton is an unrestricted free agent. Um if they decide that they're going to keep Nick Foles or can get out from underneath the Nick Foles contract, that would be the only way that I would see Andy Dalton really staying. Um, otherwise, Andy Dalton probably is going to another team. That's just my that's just my thoughts on it. Uh, then you have Ryan Willis back there, but he's nothing more than just a practice squad player. At running back, you have David Montgomery. Damian Williams is going to hit the free agent market unrestricted. Uh, Tariq Cohen, don't know what's happening with the injury. You would assume that he might be ready to go for OTAs. Uh, at the very least, training camp remains to be seen. Uh, Khalil Herbert, who we really liked, rated out actually as the best running back of that whole group. Um, 
He's going to be good. I would expect that if they do not re-sign Damian Williams, that Khalil Herbert will become the primary backup here. Uh, Tariq Cohen may be filling in as a third down specialist only. Uh, could maybe move him back to special teams, man. Just have him kind of returning kicks. Do that. Um, and then you have Ryan Nall, who came out of Oregon State, liked him a lot. Um, knew it was a going to be a hard path to try and ever get a starting position, um, let alone a backup position, you know. So he's a restricted free agent. I think Ryan Nall is probably going to be as good as gone, although they did like using Ryan Nall as kind of a uh, fullback. So maybe if they still consider that a position of need, Ryan Nall be cheap. Um, keep him around. As far as wide receivers are are concerned, Allen Robinson uh, hitting free agency again. I doubt they're going to tender him under the franchise tag yet again. Demir Bird behind him, also an unrestricted free agent. I'd just let him go. Uh, Nasimba Webster, he's nothing more than a third, you know, third fourth uh, wide receiver type guy. Uh, Darnell Mooney, of course, uh, is not. You would never consider him a top end wide receiver. Uh, number one wide receiver for any team whatsoever. Uh, so they do need to get somebody across from him this upcoming season that can assume a uh, wide receiver one role. Uh, Jakeem Grant, probably keep him around, considering the fact that he is good for special teams. Uh, Isaiah Coulter, who actually did come up with Houston, uh, drafted by Houston, got cut. Uh <laughs> There's something to like about that kid, but at the same time, I don't know if he's ever going to hit the peak of what everybody thought he could be. Um, I wasn't very high on him when he was drafted, but um, you know, you would have thought that maybe he would have made a good slot receiver somewhere, um, but just isn't uh, isn't taking advantage of any type of opportunities. Marquise Goodwin, I have him lined up in the slot. Unrestricted free agent, uh, Marquise Goodwin's probably as good as gone. Going to make it, but he should make his way to another team who will need another guy. You know, backup guy, veteran guy. Um, it just to me when I watch Marquise Goodwin, you can see that the speed is completely gone. Um, so it sucks. When he was with San Francisco, I had high hopes for him, but uh, it just nothing ever came to pass. Daz Newsome, he was a rookie out of North Carolina last year. Uh, didn't really do too much this season. The rating isn't really all that fair. Um, didn't really make it out of the field all that much. I uh, think they had ideas of using him kind of like how uh, the L.A. Rams had you know, wanted to use Deshaun Watson as kind of that high-flying type guy, and he has that attribute. He has that speed. And quickness is just whether or not his route running can get under um, under control and give him just the opportunities to be on the field as a whole. So uh, kicker, you got Cairo Santos. Nothing needs to be said. He actually had a really good season. Um, for right now, I have the Bears lined up in a 3-4. Uh, when you get new head coaches in there, you kind of want to see what kind of system that they're going to run in there. Um Williams came over with Eberflus from Indianapolis. So for right now, I'm going to run the 3-4. That could easily change to a 4-3, or it's going to be a hybrid in between, Um, which means, you know, even if I set it up as a 3-4, you will see 4-3. 
um, you know, about 50% of the time. But it's the NFL. A lot of a lot of guys are going to get into um, running the nickel and the dime, you know, for most of the pass offenses. So yeah, I play everything kind of with a grain of salt when it comes to the defenses. Uh, right now I think it's all set up for last year's defense, which means that <laughs> I just got to keep paying attention. This is why I want to get into the coaching things a little bit more, um, be a little bit more thorough with that because I'll be able to, you know, switch this up, kind of have it make it make it look like what you're actually going to see on the field. So, um, it's their works in progress. This just works in progress. There's a lot, a lot going on here. Um, you go across the defensive, you know, the defensive front three. Uh, you got Belial Nichols on one on one side. You got Akeem Hicks on the other. They're both unrestricted free agent. Uh, Akeem Hicks is probably as good as gone. He's just been wanting to get out of Chicago for so long. Uh, Nichols probably as good as gone. Never really lived up to the expectations. Uh, Mario Edwards, Marcus Hunt, Ladarius Mack backing up Nichols in that in that D tackle spot. Mm, pardon me, but. Uh, Nobody here, nobody here really stands out as far as anybody that can really um, take over on that defensive on that defensive line. Maybe Eddie Goldman at nose tackle um, get a little bit more um, back up to where he used to be. Uh, but every year that you get another year older, you start seeing a big dip. Eddie Goldman's season this year dipped a lot, a lot. So. It may be time that they have to look for a new nose tackle as well. Uh, Kiris Tonga, Lacal London behind him. And then behind Akeem Hicks, you have Angelo Blackson, who I actually kind of like, um, but I don't see him as an every down player. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, we're getting into the names. We're getting into the names that I'm going to mess up. Azuya Alafudha. <laughs> I can't say it. I can't say it. I'm not going to try and say it again. I can't say it again. I'm not. I'm just not. I'm just not. Moving to linebackers, you have, of course, Khalil Mack, who's been, you know, in a number of trade rumors uh, going in there, backed up by Travis Gibson, Jeremy Attachu. I call him, I always call him Attachu. I don't know why I laugh every time I see the name, but uh, it's kind of like a half hearted sneeze. Attachu. And then Charles Snowden behind him. Alec Ogletree uh, is one of the two middle linebackers. Uh, probably is going to go back to Danny Trevathan as the starter, I would assume, uh, if he's not cut. Joel Ig uh, Bunawe is an unrestricted free agent. And then you have Sam Kamara, the career backup. Roquan Smith, who I was actually really surprised that he rated out as low as what he did. He rated a you know below average according to my skill, um, and I like Roquan Smith, man. He's like that. He's like that freaking dude that just I don't know. He's he's one of those guys that just gets shit done for you. So even though he's rated down that low, I don't think he's ever really going to be in trouble of losing his job. I mean, just look, he's only got one guy that's actually behind him in Christian Jones, but he's an unrestricted free agent, so they'll have to find somebody to back up. 
uh, at inside linebacker this offseason. Robert Quinn as the other outside linebacker. Uh, Caleb Johnson, Bruce Irvin, and Cassius Marsh backing him up there. Robert Quinn actually, it's weird. Rated out, he rated out pretty well, at least above average. Um, Robert Quinn, to me, whenever I'm watching him play, seems like he's you know he's kind of half in, half out of every fucking game. So it really just comes down to can they get the most that they can out of Robert Quinn because he's super talented. He, I mean, he could be a menace if you get him in the right system. Uh, keep on his ass, keep his motor going. But uh, we'll have to see what happens with one Robert Quinn. I should mention, too, that when you look at the linebackers, so your strong side linebacker on my charts is always going to be on the left-hand side. So uh, the closest you know, to where it says 2022 draft selections, that's going to be your strong side linebacker. Your weak side linebacker will be on the other side over by uh, more towards like the punter and long snappers. The same goes for the safeties. Your strong safety here would be Tayshawn Gibson, who is an unrestricted free agent backed up by Marquis Christian. Uh, so if they let Gibson go, they're really going to have to fill that spot in there. Now, if you look at the free safety position as well, you have Eddie Jackson, who had a down year, uh, backed up by Deion Bush. <sighs> if they lose any of these safeties in free agency, they're going to be they're going to be hurting. They're going to be hurting again. Like, if you thought it was as bad as what it was this season, uh, it's going to be even worse on that back end there. Now, when you look at the uh, corners, you got Jalen Johnson on the right on the one side. Uh, he rated out above average, but we were attacking Jalen Johnson all season. So, I don't know. Jalen Johnson is not as good as that rating. If I would have done Jalen Johnson, I would have at least put him uh, where Tayshawn Gibson was, somewhere in the 50s, not in the 60s. So uh, backed up Thomas Graham, Duke Shelley, uh, DeAndre Houston Carson, who is an unrestricted free agent. On the other side, Kendall Vind- Vildor, who was the guy, another guy that we really like to attack. On that other side, we like to, we like the passing offenses against the Chicago Bears. Uh, Kendall Vilder, not very, not very good in one-on-one situations. Jalen Tabber, restricted free agent behind him. Xavier Crawford, Michael Joseph, Bo Pete Keeps. Oh, I said Keeps. I told myself not to say Keeps. Bo Pete Keys. And then the fake Lamar Jackson. At slot corner, I have Artie Burns. He's an unrestricted free agent. Uh, Artie Burns actually played pretty damn decent, so... They would be wise to probably pay Artie Burns. You know, nothing too drastic, but um, enough to keep him in, in that slot corner role. He was actually pretty perfect. This is probably the best season that Artie Burns has had since he came into the NFL. And that's saying a lot, considering the fact that he played for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, uh, Patrick O'Donnell, their punter, unrestricted free agent. As always, most of your long snappers always just sign a one-year contract so uh patrick scales is an unrestricted free agent did add that this year you didn't have long snappers last year but i thought maybe we'd just take a look at it uh and then if you look at uh the free agency what they have um in terms of money right now they are 29 over a little over 29 million underneath the cap they have 12 
defensive free agents, 17 offensive free agents for a total of 29 free agents this offseason, so a little bit more than half of their actual, you know, what would make up a starting roster when you put in together uh, offense and defense. So they have a lot of work to do. It, there's going to be a lot of change. Bears are going to be down next year. Um, but give him a couple of years. If he refluses who the Bears think that he is, uh, they should be they should be pretty, pretty good in a couple of years. But it's the Bears, so I never really put too much stock in it. On this end here, we're going to, when we move on here to the Detroit Lions, we'll do this a little bit different. We're going to start uh, Detroit Lions, 25 total free agents. They have 10 offensive free agents, 15 free agents on the defensive side. They are a t- little over $21 million underneath the cap, so they're in a good spot. Um, again, start with the offensive line, which when you look at the ratings, was not too bad. Was not too bad. Have a little bit of work behind them, but uh, as far as the starters go, I think they have a really decent offensive line to begin uh, year two under head coach Dan Campbell. You have Taylor Decker uh, from from left tackle to right. Taylor Decker, Jonah Jackson, Frank Ragnow, who is going to be coming back from injury, should be fine. Uh, Hallie Vital and Penny Sewell uh, rounding it out there. Penny Sewell. Pretty good, pretty decent year for a rookie. Uh, rated out in the 75 plus, which was kind of surprising considering I think that's where most of the sacks were coming from was on his side. So somebody's fudging numbers in here. But uh, behind him, behind them, uh, you have Dan Skipper and Tyler Crosby over at left tackle. Crosby being an unrestricted free agent. Uh, in the silver text right now, you have... Your future um, future contract players, uh, a lot of teams have gone off of this now. They have actually gone to just full rosters, uh, so you won't have the future contracts. So as soon as that happens with teams like uh, Detroit, uh, I will get that changed. They'll have the black text uh, for that. Ryan McCollum is, is the primary backup for Jonah Jackson. Evan Brown at center. Uh, unrestricted free agent. They'd be smart to re-sign him because uh, he did not play too uh, too poorly uh, once Frank Ragnall went down. Tommy Kramer and Logan Stenberg at the right guard position. And then Will Holden and Matt Nelson, both unrestricted free agents at the right guard position, uh, backing up Penny Sewell. So Holden w- is probably a guy that they're really going to want to uh, keep around. Um, not so much with Matt Nelson. Uh, but like I said, the front part of the offensive line, the starters themselves, perfectly fine. They're just going to need to work a little bit, probably add some depth, uh, change up, get some new personnel in there. At quarterback, Jared Goff, rated slightly above average. Um, I don't know if you would say that his play was actually slightly above average. I, I mean, uh, late in the year it was fine, but... Uh, Still, man, you can see you can see exactly why the LA Rams wanted to get out from underneath that contract um, with him in Detroit. It was it, it was not good, and I understand that you know the Detroit Lions, in terms of personnel, that like they weren't that good. But come on, man, come on, you could have done a lot better than that. 
Uh, Tim Boyle and David Blau, uh, both hitting free agency. Tim Boyle is an unrestricted. Uh, David Blau is a restricted free agent. So I would expect that maybe Tim Boyle is not going to be there. David Blau, maybe they move up uh, a spot. And then they have Steven Montez as their future. <laughs> as a, <laughs> my bad, as a future roster player uh, at the quarterback position. Jason Cabinda, unrestricted free agent. Uh, at the fullback position, uh, they'd be wise to re-sign him. It won't cost them that much. And then at running back, you got DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams, Craig Reynolds, Jamar Jefferson, and Godwin. <sighs> I never knew how to say it. Ing- <laughs> it's not Igwibuki. Igbuki. I don't know. Godwin. The God, the Godchild. <sighs> Thought he was going to come in basically as a fullback. He actually played really, really well, uh, went out there. But uh, Craig Reynolds is kind of the guy. I mean, to be honest with you, if they wanted to get rid of Jamal Williams as the backup running back to DeAndre Swift, they could put Craig Reynolds in there, and I think they would be fine. Uh, but it is a very nice stable of running backs for the Detroit Lions this se- upcoming season. They're not going to have to make any movements there. Um, so I think they're going to be really good there. You'll have, you know, they're going to be a heavy running team. They're going to be a heavy running team. They're going to need all the guys that they can get. John G. Swift can't stay healthy. Uh, Jamal Williams couldn't stay healthy. We've seen that in Green Bay. But, uh, you know, the other guys, they stepped up. They did their part. I, I really wish we would have been able to see more Jamar Jefferson. I was a little bit higher on him last year in the draft, but, you know, it is what it is. You can't really change the coaching staff. So they want to do what they want to do. Wide receivers, it's going to be a lot hitting free agency. Josh Reynolds, you know, partner, partner to Jared Goff, did really well late in the season when he, when he was uh, basically came over from Tennessee Titans. Uh, he's hitting free agency. So is Kadero Hodge behind him. Then you have future signee Javon McKinley. On the other side, you have Khalif Raymond also hitting free agency as unrestricted. Trinity Benson, who actually didn't play too well or too bad when he was out there. And then Quintez Cephas, who kid just can't stay healthy. Love the kid. He's out of Wisconsin. Of course I'm going to love the kid. But uh, kind of is what it is. I mean, <sighs> there's potential there. But, I mean, he's going to be nothing more than pretty much your third wide receiver out there on the field. Even though Amon Ross St. Brown is pretty much a slot wide receiver. Um, but Amon Ross St. Brown had a surprisingly really, really good uh, rookie campaign after a slow start. Uh, pretty much when Jared Goff came back late in the season, um, that's when Amon Ross took off. You know, Part of that being due to the fact that tight end TJ Hawkinson wasn't on the field. So play it careful with that. We've talked about this. Um, we're going to have to see where basically he's going in drafts this season. Uh, right now he's probably going too high. I don't honestly look at anything until right after the draft. That's when we start getting going because we know where um, most of our rookies are. You know, well, most of our rookies. We know where all of our rookies are going. So um, we'll pay attention to that. We'll take a look at some NFFC uh, rank, uh, ADPs and stuff in a couple of weeks. We'll kind of just see where everybody's going. 
Tom Kennedy being the primary backup to Amon Ross St. Brown. Tom Kennedy, no, we don't need to worry about him, bruh. Uh, tight end, we talked about TJ Hawkinson. He was injured. There's no, There was no reason to bring him back. It was a lost season. Uh, Brock Wright pretty much filled in for him. Uh, as well as, you know, Shane Zilstra was brought up a little bit from practice squad late in the year. Jared Pinkney, he's the kid that came out of uh, Vanderbilt last year. Um, didn't rate out very well, uh, but they'd kind of they'd kind of be stupid not to uh, really take a look at that kid because he's he's sneaky. He's sneaky. He's never it, it behind T.J. Hawkinson. He's never going to become anything more than just a backup. But uh, Jared Pinkney, like that kid. I like that kid a lot. If they decide to cut him, somebody picks him up and works with him, that kid can be good. Uh, Hunter Bryant, uh, Charlie Tempo, Tiamarapo. I don't know. See, I, I can't even say that name either. You'd think I know how to say that because, you know, being from Wisconsin, we got a lot of those O's on the back end with the EAUs, but it ain't happening. Charlie Ta- <laughs> Charlie Tomopio. I don't know. I just don't know. I don't know. Matt Sokol. Jordan Thomas also on basically on the practice squad. Nothing. Nothing else to see there. Uh, let's take a look at this defense. Oh, you know I love it. 3-4 uh, three, four, three, four style. Uh, along the defensive line, Michael Brockers. Really poor year out of him. Deshaun Cornell and Eric Banks backing him up there. They weren't much better. Uh, in the center at nose tackle, Aleem McNeil actually had a decent year. Um, John, <laughs> it's penicini. Okay. It's penicini, not penis any. Okay. Um, actually, uh, <laughs> penicini, uh, actually didn't play too well when he got the opportunity. Um, there's a couple of games, especially in that Packer game. I saw him in there, so it was pretty decent. Uh, Joel Heath back, basically career backup, hitting unrestricted free agent. Bruce Hector, surprised that he actually stuck stuck around on their practice squad. Uh, Nick Williams on the other outside uh, DM spot, he's hitting unrestricted free agency. Um, basically, he was backing up Robio uh, Aquara before he went on injured reserve. Uh, Aquara was actually having a pretty decent year um, from that spot. And then you have backup Levi Onwuzariki. I said it correctly. Thank you. Um, back career backup. Just nothing going. Nothing going there. Um, he's just not very good. Uh, then when you get into the linebacker spots, you got your strong side linebacker, Trey Flowers. Uh, actually rated just a hair above average. He has pretty much done nothing since he came over from the New England Patriots. Uh, backing him up, Austin Bryant and Curtis Bolton. Uh, nothing, nothing, nothing there. There's just nothing there. Get into inside linebacker spots. You have Derek Barnes, Wolf, Rashad Berry, Wolf, Josh Woods, career backup, restricted free agent. I would doubt that they actually tender him. Um. At the other inside linebacker spot, Jalene Reeves Mabin, unrestricted free agent. I could see them actually re-signing him um, just as kind of a steady Eddie right there in the middle. 
you know, they're not going to have to spend too much to keep his services. So I actually kind of think Reese Mabin stays. Anthony Pittman, the exclusive rights free agent behind him, <sighs> he's probably going to get resigned, but he's nothing more than a backup. Sean Dion Hamilton got hurt. Uh, he'll be hitting free uh, free agency as unrestricted. And then Devontae Beckett. Uh, Julian Aquara, who, to be honest, I forgot to look to see if Julian and Romeo were brothers or cousins. My bad, but Aquara actually didn't have too bad of a year. Uh, backing up, backed up by Alex Anzalone, uh, Charles Harris, both unrestricted free agents, and Jesse Liminaire as the fourth guy backing up. There's just nothing. I mean, Aquara, Aquara was fine. Both both Aquaras were fine. Ali McNeil in the middle, I think it's a good piece. Michael Brockers, you know, I doubt he gets cut. I would probably expect him to be back this, you know, this upcoming year. He's going to have to step it up. Otherwise, he's just going to be straight up gone. But uh, strong safety, you got Dean Marlowe, who's going to hit free agency. It's not really that big of a loss, to be honest with you. Uh, Jalen Elliott and Juju Hughes behind him. Tracy Walker at the free safety position, also an unrestricted free agent. They would actually be wise to keep him because um, he's probably he was probably their best uh, secondary piece this year. Uh, C.J. Moore, restricted free agent, and Brady Breeze behind him. You also have Will Harris. Uh, who can work in at strong safety and free safety, but they had been working him as more of the nickel corner out of uh, desperation. Uh, so his rating just completely tanked because of that move. Um, so you see Will Harris, that's why he looks so poor. He's a safety trying to play as a corner, and he's just way out of place. Uh, Amani, uh, oh, I always say a Ruawarie, but it's not. Uh, I knew the name. I knew the name, and it's been like a month and a half since I've had to say it. Oh, God. I'll relearn it. I'll relearn it, but we all know that that's a guy that we definitely attacked this year. Uh, backed up by A.J. Parker, Bobby Price, who's a... Exclusive rights free agent. And then you have Jeff Okuda, who's just not panning out um, after being a first-round pick for them a couple of years ago. Uh, Sivon Smith, then, as a practice squad player. Efitu <laughs> Melifunowu. Melifunowu. I, I don't know him. He actually played pretty decent when he was out there. I actually, I actually was not attacking that kid whatsoever. He played pretty fucking tough. Um, I liked him. He's backed up by Mark Gilbert, another exclusive rights free agent, Jerry Jacobs, and Parnell Motley, who is their uh, practice squad player. So a lot to work on. You know, they they're gonna have a lot of spots to fill. I don't have the draft selections up yet. I uh, usually don't put that up until I see the compensatory, uh, uh, the compensatory picks uh, after free agency has already kind of gone through. So um, I may go through. I may go through it a little bit earlier once I get through some of the draft stuff. I'll probably go back through it and add those in there. Um, but I'm, it's just not something that I'm 
dying to really get in there. I don't need to have it in there. To me, I don't need to have it in there until April. So if I get it in there anytime this next month, it's going to be a bonus. But these will be continually updated. I'll probably, I'm going to try and have these out every couple of weeks, get out the full set of eight. So the color chart, you're going to want to keep on hand and put somewhere else um, because then, you know, you're going to get the new updated charts every couple of weeks and you just don't want to, you don't want to lose that color coding chart. Although you're, you'll, by that time, you're going to be pretty familiar with how it works. So Green Bay Packers are next. We have a new offensive coordinator, Adam Stenovich. Adam Stenovich. It should also be noted that they have a new, a new slash old uh, quarterback coach in Tom Clements coming back, who Aaron Rodgers is a big fan of. So it's looking more and more, and we suspected it, that Aaron Rodgers is probably going to be back in Green Bay. Um. Reason being is with all the COVID talk, you know, that um, immunized thing. When that happened and the shitstorm ensued, who stuck by him the whole time? Everybody in Green Bay. Whether that they believed in it or it was a ploy, everybody backed Aaron Rodgers. So... Aaron Rodgers looks at that, you know, he gets his MVP. He can he thanks everybody in the front office, the coaches, all that stuff. He is back in love with Green Bay again. So, I mean, he still probably wants his money. Let's just face facts. You know, Green Bay Packers right now 48.4 million over the salary cap. I am going to read. I'm going to take another look at the salary cap thing because there's something that just seems off to me. And it could just be that I just don't trust all the numbers yet. Um, but, uh, could have sworn that the, uh, um, Salary cap was going up, and I think this might be ba- all based off of last year's salary cap when it needs to be based off this upcoming year's salary cap. So, I mean, I go through uh, Spotrack. Um, they're 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 really really good. I, there's no reason for me to really doubt their numbers, um, but I do kind of want to go back in there and take a look. Um, it fits our purposes for right now what we're looking at, but. Um, in the end, you know, double checking, crossing T's, dotting I's, it's just what I do. Um, something just seems, something just seems a little bit off, not only between like Green Bay, but I mean, when you look at the New Orleans Saints being like 78 million uh, over the cap, like something just doesn't add up and it could just be because they have all the dead money. Um, but something seems a little off. So just to kind of, just to kind of make me call my tits, I'm going to look at it. Um, just to make sure that, you know, everything's kosher. We got to make sure it's all kosher. Okay. So Packers, 
22 total free agents, 11 on both the offense and defensive sides. We started along the offensive line. We got David Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, Josh Myers, Lucas Patrick, who is an unrestricted free agent at right guard, and Billy Turner as the right tackle. So they're actually pretty good uh, right now across the offensive line. Now, Josh Myers, the the rookie from last year, um, I think was a little bit better than what his rating was. Um, but, I mean, he, he's got work to do. He's got a lot of work to do. Lucas Patrick, if they let him go in free agency, you'll probably see John Runyon up there. Um, you may see Yash Neiman, restricted free agent. They'll probably keep him. He may go up into that right guard spot as well. Now, Neiman's the backup for David Bakhtiari. Runyon um, backs up both Jenkins and Patrick. You have Jake Hansen at backing up at center with Michael Manette and uh, Manette Manet. And then Royce Newman is really kind of more of a third offensive guard. Dennis Kelly, who filled in, filled in okay, uh, is going to hit free agency unrestricted. And then you have Cole Van Lonnen. Now, I never really worry about the Packers. They generally are able to find capable off uh, offensive line help. Uh, year in and year out, they, it's it's a cyclical thing. They they really take the time in the middle rounds uh, to really focus on that offensive line, keep it churning, keep it fresh, uh, kind of like how some people like to do their uh, fantasy football teams. So at quarterback, you're gonna have Aaron Rodgers. He's gonna be backed up again by Jordan Love. I would expect them to re-sign Kurt Benkert. Uh, who's an exclusive rights-free agent. Uh, Danny Etling will probably be but nothing more than a practice squad player. Uh, I think they got him from... I think they took him off of Seattle, on Seattle Seahawks uh, practice squad, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Running back, you're going to have Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, both rated really well this last year. Dillon rated the best out of all the running backs. Kylan Hill... uh, who hit injured reserve, we'll have to see how well he's progressing. And then you have Patrick Taylor. So they're really, really good at a, the uh, running back position as well. It wouldn't surprise me if they did something with Aaron Jones. I know nobody wants to hear it. I'm just saying because I think they can do it with Dylan Hill and Taylor. Just saying. Just saying. As far as the wide receivers are concerned, Devontae Adams, unrestricted free agent, we know for a fact that he's probably the guy that's going to get franchise tagged. Uh, so we're not going to be any surprise on there. Alan Lazard is a restricted free agent. I would expect him to actually re-sign. I have him listed as the backup to Devontae Adams, but he certainly can line up across, and he has this season. Uh, Jawan Winfrey, Chris Blair, Rico Gafford, who I think has been on, like, several different teams. Um, just, uh, I don't know. I always I always think of him being with the Raiders for whatever reason. He hasn't been on the Raiders for like a couple of years. All right. MVS on the other side, also an unrestricted free agent, as is Equinamia St. Brown. Malik Taylor being an exclusive rights free agent, probably going to be back backing up somewhere here. Randall Cobb in the slot. 
getting a little long in the tooth. I'd like to see him retire and get out of there, but you're going to have to have Amari Rogers step up. Roger, uh, Aaron Rodgers really did not seem to like Amari Rodgers whatsoever when he was on the field, and I mean, Amari Rodgers really did not step up. I expected a little bit more out of him uh, for his rookie season, and all he did was fumble shit uh, back in the return game. So I'm a little upset with Amari Rodgers, but he is a tremendously skilled player uh, out of Clemson. Mercedes Lewis, I don't know if he's going to be back. He's getting old. I think he's going to retire, but you have Robert Tunyon who, you know, had the ACL. He's an unrestricted free agent, so they can resign him for nothing. Uh, Josiah DeGuerra actually played really well when they gave him a chance, so, hey, either having him at tight end and moving him back to fullback from time to time, I, I'm, Josiah DeGuerra is really growing on me. Josiah DeGuerra, I think, could do what Robert Tunyon did two seasons ago. Like, he can have that breakout season. And it seems like Rodgers really likes him. So I would not be surprised. Now, I'm not going to take the shot in any fantasy football drafts, but um, it would not surprise me that we see maybe a small surge out of him uh, this upcoming year. Dominique Daphne is a exclusive rights free agent. I, I don't know if they really need him, though, because they got Tyler Davis and Elise Mack back there, too. Um, but I do like Daphne. They could probably sign him for the veteran minimum. Uh, is I mean, that's pretty much just kind of what I think on there. But uh, then you have Mason Crosby. Mason Crosby, I think, was the worst-rated kicker I had on here. No, I had one more that was rated worse. But he was really below average this last year, so... I don't know. I love Mason Crosby. He's getting a little bit older. Um, but in the end, it, I mean, it's really just a kicker. The fact that um, <clears throat> uh, that Corey, the, punt, the punter, Borjewitz, um was rated better than Mason Crosby really just scares the shit out of me. Because... Our punting game was horrible. Now he's hitting he's hitting free agency as well. That's Corey, our punter. Um, maybe they resign him. That's a kid that they got from the LA Rams before the season started. Um, they did sign Rich Basaccia to become the special teams coach. And granted, you know everybody makes a big deal out of Basaccia. Most of his uh, special teams units have not finished, you know, above like right in the middle of the league, but right in the middle of the league is kind of what this team at least needs. So Rich Bisaccia coming in, uh, love the signing. It's going to be, you know, I think we're going to see a night and day difference for special teams. Uh, moving to defense. We look along the defensive line. You got Dean Lowry backed up by Ladarius Hamilton. There's no issues with Dean Lowry. Nobody say a fucking bad thing about Kenny Clark. He is the main man right there in the middle. Uh, Tedderell Slayton and Jack Heflin, who is an unrestricted free agent, backing him up. Uh, defensive end, though, you're going to have Tyler Lancaster hitting free agency unrestricted. Chauncey River Rivers is backup. Uh, going to be an exclusive rights free agent. 
Now, my thought on that is that you can actually move Rashawn Gary up uh, from that outside linebacker spot and you can get him closer to the line. Uh, might work out there, but we'll have to see what happens. Um, you know, the Packers never really did anything with their inside linebacker spots. Um, so them, when they brought in Devondre Campbell, was a big deal. Like, a lot of people are just like, okay, well, they signed Devondre Campbell. If you watch Devondre Campbell when he played for Atlanta, Devondre Campbell is awesome and might be getting re-signed today as I speak. So, um, I would expect them to actually pay a little bit of attention at defensive end, uh, maybe even bring in a, 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 a quicker defensive tackle uh, into that spot via the draft. Strong side linebacker, you got Zadarius Smith. Hopefully he can stay not fucking injured. Uh, Jonathan Garvin, Tippa Galea behind him, and also Randy Ramsey, who is an exclusive rights free agent. Uh, he's more of a practice squad player. Like I said, Devondre Campbell, inside linebacker, uh, looks like they're trying to wrap him up uh, as we speak. Uh, his backup, Oren Burks, is also hitting uh, free agency. This has actually been Oren Burks' best year uh, in Green Bay. And it was at backing up and not as a starter. So good on him. It's nice to see finally improved, but it could be just because he's you know due for a contract. Uh, Chris Brown, Barnes next to Campbell on the inside. Campbell made Barnes better. So I'm not buying into Barnes actually improving this season. He's an exclusive rights free agent. So probably not going to have to sign him for very much. Uh, nobody's nobody's dying to go get Chris Barnes. Uh, backed up by Isaiah McDuffie and Ty Summer. Ty Summers just needs to be gone. He's terrible. Fucking terrible. Now what they could do too with Rashawn Gary, who I have as the weak, weak outside linebacker, uh, backed up by Preston Smith and Whitney Merciless, as they could actually move Gary inside and leave Preston on the outside. That'd be pretty nice. You'd have Zadarius, Devondre Campbell, Rashawn Gary, and Preston Smith, backed up by Whitney Merciless. I wouldn't mind that as, at the linebacker spots. I wouldn't mind that at all. Safeties. Strong safety. Darnell Savage actually didn't. Didn't hate him. Uh, would get beat from time to time, which really pissed me off. Uh, but he finished at about an average uh, grade for PFF. Henry back, uh, back Black backing him up. Uh, exclusive rights free agent. Sean Davis, Ennis Gaines, both um, practice squad players. Adrian Amos, as always, playing a solid free safety position. Vernon Scott and Ray Wilborn behind him. Uh, at the at the corner spots. All right, first and foremost for corners, you have Eric Stokes on the one side. Uh, Kevin King again hitting free agency unrestricted, backed up by Keandre Thomas and KBN and two. Those are uh, practice squad players. On the other side, Jair Alexander. Uh, backed up by Razul Douglas, hitting free agency, unrestricted. He's gone. 
Douglas is going to be gone. You're probably we're probably Packers are going to end up having to sign Kevin King, and it just irritates the shit out of me. Shamar Jean Charles backing them up, and then at uh, your nickel corner is going to be is right now Shannon Sullivan. He's also hitting uh, free agency unrestricted, um, but I really doubt anybody does anything with him. Nobody just I don't know. He's just he's just not that good. Just not that good. Last but certainly not least, we have the Minnesota Vikings. And I just noticed that Greg Joseph. God damn I didn't put his fucking rating down. Are you kidding me? Gross. So well while I'm doing that. Uh let's see here. So we have sixteen total free agents for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, eight on offense and eight on defense. They are on a, over the cap as well by fourteen million. Uh, that's that's easy to get done though. I guarantee you, I didn't do Greg Joseph, and I guarantee you, I didn't do the goddamn punter. It's gonna irritate the shit out of me. Jordan Beer, Jordan Beery, Jordan Beer. I did Jordan Berry, and I didn't do Greg Joseph. What the. F- Good Lord. So that's fixed. You guys will have that on there So uh, for next time. But uh, looking at the offensive line, they actually didn't do too bad uh, on the offensive line signing. You know, they drafted Christian Derrissaw. He did very well. Uh, finished uh, just above the 70-point 70, the 70 mark, uh, according to Pro Football Focus. So uh, very good. Very good for his rookie year. Not Penny Sue well good, but... Uh, uh, Christian Darisau, they should be very, very happy with him. He's going to be a nice uh, future fixture at that left tackle position. Uh, backed up by Rashad Hill, who's going to be an unrestricted free agent. They can let him go. He's just never been good. Ezra Cleveland at the right guard position, backed up by Wyatt Davis and Dakota Dozier. Ugh, Dakota Dozier, uh, former starter. Garrett Bradbury at center. He had kind of a bounce back year. Um, he was really bad last year, but uh, Mason Cole backing him up. He's an unrestricted free agent. Uh, Olase Udo at the right guard position. He is actually the weak spot. So if they go after anybody along the offensive line, it's probably going to be a guard or a tackle that they can transition to guard um, in that spot. There, Kyle Hinton uh, backing him up, but his primary backup is actually Wyatt Davis. Uh, who backs up both spots. Brian O'Neill on the right side at tackle. Pretty good year. Uh, he was rated just right around where Darisaw was, so uh, good bookend tackles there. Uh, Blake Brandle backing him up with Timon Paris, uh, the um, practice squad guy for, you know, lifer guy, Timon Paris there. But... Uh, Quarterback Kirk Cousins, new head coach Kevin O'Connell said that they're going to keep Cousins. They're going to keep doing it. Um, I mean, I guess if you're doing a a small transition period to kind of get your offense and your guys kind of situated, Kirk Cousins kind of fills the need. Now, whether or not that spells doom and gloom for one Kellen Mond, we'll never know. Rookie quarterback came in and didn't really do too much. Um this season, I I don't know the the other coaching staff. It's funny because the old coaching staff, <laughs> uh, 
for whatever reason, really fucking hated Kellen Mond. And I mean, he's a rookie. What did you want? I mean, yeah, you drafted him, you know, in the upper part of the draft, but you're the ones that took him a little bit earlier. He should have been in the fourth round. I mean, I like Kellen Mond. To me, he's basically Trey Lance, um, but Kellen Mond, I think, can actually throw when he wants to. Um, he's still, he's inaccurate. They need to fix it a little bit with his mechanics and his foot. His footwork is what they really need to work on with him uh, if they want him to be in, uh, have any success, you know, later on in his career. Uh, Sean Mannion hitting the unrestricted free agent market. And then you have Nate Stanley there, uh, who is, you know, nothing. Uh, fullback, the always reliable C.J. Ham. Everybody likes C.J. Ham. If you don't like C.J. Ham, get the fuck out of here, okay? Everybody likes C.J. Ham, especially on Easter, okay? Uh, running backs, uh, pretty much all rated right around the same. Dalvin Cook, Alexander Madison, uh, Kenny Ngakwe, or Ngakwe. Uh, Wayne Gallman, who was brought in, but he's an unrestricted free agent in the center for one year, and then A.J. Rose on the practice squad. Um is Dalvin Cook going to bounce back is the next question. Or is he going to be too injury-riddled <laughs> to really want to draft? Oh, he has the talent to be a top-five running back. Like I'm saying, like a top-five pick in a fantasy football draft. But I don't want to draft him any, <laughs> any higher than the end of the first round now. It's just my feeling right now being completely honest so um he was good when he was out there though he was good when he was out there it was just keeping him on the field dalvin cook is definitely a guy that you need to handcuff alexander madison finally showed up uh when dalvin cook was out and got the job done every single time maybe not so much the last time but um definitely got the job done was you know, hey, you took him 10th round as your handcuff. He paid off, man. He paid off a lot. So you draft Elvin Cook, you better get fucking Madison. That's all I got to say. Wide receivers, is there really anything you need to say about Justin Jefferson? He's awesome. We were on it. We were on him. <sighs> so good. I love Justin Jefferson. I wish he was on my team. Emir. Uh, Smith Marset. That's the kid out of Iowa. Love that kid. He's a return basically he's a return specialist. Uh, but when he was on the field, man, he was he was pretty good. He was pretty good. I know he had that long catch that long touchdown catch uh late in the season too. That's probably what really bumped up his rating. Uh Myra Mitchell, nothing more than a practice squad player. On the other end, you got Adam Thielen. We're gonna have to wait and see if Adam Thielen is actually back. I think he might not be back. Just my feeling. He's getting up there in age. He's getting his shit kicked out of him each and every year. He's a smaller wide receiver. So Adam Thielen, uh, though, rated out really well. Uh, top 85, just below elite. Justin Jefferson rated elite, by the way, which we figured he was going to. Um, Adam Thielen backed up by K.J. Osborne, who, if they don't want old B, uh, uh, B.C. Johnson at slot, then K.J. Osborne will be your main slot wide receiver. Uh, 
the way that KJ Osborne was playing this year, I think he's actually deserved it. I think he's better than Johnson. So uh, at some point, I may be moving KJ Johnson or KJ Osborne over to that slot spot. Uh, Dan Chisena and Tristan Jackson also backing up on the outside. I have, like I said, I have BC Johnson in there. I don't love it, um, but I'm leaving it in there for right now. Um, we'll see what happens this offseason. D.D. Westbrook, Chad Beebe, both unstri- unrestricted free agents. Um, backing him up, I they're as good as gone. Blake Prohl. Uh, Blake Prohl is going to be nothing. Um, he was good for Seattle in the XFL. That's all I can really tell you. But at the NFL level, he's just not good enough to do anything. Uh, at least nothing to worry about. Will we see Irv Smith Jr. back at the beginning of the year at tight end? Remains to be seen. You got both Tyler Conklin and Chris Herndon, who came over. Chris Herndon, who came over from the New York Jets, they're both unrestricted free agents. So, if they don't resign them, then that's probably what's going to signal that Irv Smith is going to be back uh, to begin the year. But we'll have to take that one with a grain of salt. That was a that was a pretty shitty injury that he got uh, at the beginning of the year. So Luke Stocker, Ben Ellison, Zach Davidson, do they have a shot? No. Ellison's the guy that they were kind of bringing up uh, or was kind of like up and down between the practice squad and uh, the active roster. So he would be your primary backup, in my opinion, um, if it is just Irv Smith uh, with no Conklin and Herndon. But uh, I would never trust that. Never trust that. (sighs) Never trust that in fantasy. Ed Donatel is is back as a defensive coordinator. If you are a Packers fan, you remember Ed Donatel. He had his good he had his good moments. He had his good moments back in the two thousands, man. But uh, good old Ed, good old Ed. Can he fix this Minnesota Vikings defense? Because it is not good. It is whoo? It is not good at all. Starting along defensive line, still kept at a 4-3. Donatello, if I'm not mistaken, was actually actually ran a 4-3. And then uh, uh, when they got rid of him, they went. To, that's when they went to the 3-4. So we're going to be able to keep this as a 4-3. Uh, Sheldon Richardson at defensive end, unrestricted free agent. They're going to want to keep him around. I would think they would want to keep him around because I don't see Tayshawn Bauer, Kenny <laughs> Kenny Willeckies, as I like to call WikiLeaks. Um, I don't see them taking over at that defensive end spot. Uh, Everson Griffin, whatever the fuck is going on there, I don't think they're re-signing him whatsoever after that freak out late in the year. Uh, that's pretty much no. Michael Pierce at D-tackle, back uh, solid. I mean, they were solid right there in the middle with Pierce and Delvin Tomlinson. Um, Pierce was backed up by uh, Armin Watts, James Lynch, Jordan Scott. They're settled pretty much in there. Now, Delvin Tomlinson, they had uh, T.J. Smith, who was back and forth from the practice squad to active roster. Um, they had him listed as the primary backup there, but it's really... You know, Watts and Lynch, you know, 
back up both spots. Uh, Jalen Twyman, who non-football injury list, I don't know what's going on there. I don't know. Um, Daniil Hunter on the other defensive end spot, really good year uh, for him, backed up by DJ Wonham, uh, Patrick Jones II, and Janarius Robinson. So they're good. If they if they re-sign Sheldon Richardson, I think they're going to be perfectly fine along that defensive line. Moving to the linebacker spot, your strong side linebacker, Anthony Barr, is an unrestricted free agent. Didn't have a terrible year. Didn't have a great year. He did finish just above average, according to PFF. Um, but he's getting a little bit long in the tooth, so I'm wondering if they're going to kind of move on from him this offseason. Blake Lynch is his primary backup. Eric Hendricks in the middle uh, had an average had an average season, but Eric Hendricks is Eric Hendricks. He's he's a badass. The dude's a badass. I like Eric Hendricks. I wish he played for my team. Troy Dye, Ryan Connolly, Tuff Borland, the primary backups there at middle linebacker. Nick Vigil at the uh, weak side linebacker spot. He's an unrestricted free agent. Now, he's backed up by Chaz Surratt. He was, he's another North Carolina kid, if I'm not mistaken. Um, And he was a guy that I think we really, really liked. So can't remember where exactly. Now I can look this up real quick. Uh, no bullshit. And I'm just going to I'm going to look him up real quick. Chas Surratt, uh Minnesota Vikings. I cannot remember what round he was taken in. And I know somebody's probably like, "Oh, he was taken in the fourth round." Blah blah blah. Um Oh, you bitches. Uh, I was right. He was. Oh, he's a rookie free agent. Oh no, that was that was his brother Sage was taken. Uh, that's right. Says he had his brother Sage Surratt, who was uh, signed by Detroit, the rookie free agent. Chaz, though. Why? Why can I not find out where he? Here we go. Round, yeah, he was a round three pick. I thought he was taken up rather high. So Chaz Surratt might be your actual starter there this upcoming season. Um, What did he get injured by? I don't even know. Huh. News, let's see. Do you have an injury report for me? No, because you suck. Fuck you, ESPN. I hate you. Any which way. So, yeah, I would think that Chas Surratt would be there. So if they wanted to keep Anthony Barr, they could have Chas Surratt on the other side with Eric Hendricks in the middle. If you're able to keep Sheldon Richardson there, it's actually not too bad. It's not too bad because then when you move to safety, like strong safety, you'd have Harrison Smith, who's pretty goddamn good, backed up by uh, Josh Metellus, um, who I like. And then, uh, would you be willing to have Xavier Woods leaving free agency from your free safety position? <sighs> Xavier Woods, I think, came over from Dallas, wasn't it? Any which way. So, hmm. Might be hurting at that safety spot. Now, he is backed up by Cameron Bynum. I like that kid. 
Uh, Miles Dorn is a practice squad safety. Nothing really there. I wonder if they keep Xavier Woods. Because they're going to be hurting at corner because Patrick Peterson is going to be leaving a free agency. I don't think they're going to re-sign him. And I don't know if Harrison Hand is really going to be good enough to start. They're really thin at corner. Holy shit. Because you got Cameron Dancer on the other side. That's that's fine. Cameron Dancer. We liked Cameron Dancer coming out of the draft. He's fine. Um, he's backed up by Chris Boyd. And then you have um, practice squad player Perry Nickerson, who saw time. It actually was average. It wasn't too bad when he was out there. He was actually better than Mackenzie Alexander. <laughs> In the slot, Mackenzie Alexander, I just, he's done. That kid is done. Yeah, they're, they got to revamp. They're, they're going to have to revamp that secondary. So it's quite possible that you're going to see like a guy like Xavier Woods at free safety probably gone. Maybe Anthony Barr because you can't really resign him. They might take the shot at just letting Sheldon Richardson go, working with the, you know, Pierce, Tomlinson, and Hunter there. And hoping like a guy like Bowser, maybe they could uh, move DJ Wanham over to the other side, maybe, and just see if they can work from there. I mean, they're not in dire straits, not like what I would say defensively with, I think the Bears are in some trouble, Um, Detroit's in some trouble, and then Green Bay, I mean, Green Bay really is in trouble kind of as their backups. Really? I mean, if once they get Campbell signed, if that happens, I think the defense is going to be pretty much the same as what it was last year. So as long as they keep, you know, keep a def- decent offense on the on the field, they should be all right. They're going to be the number one. So, yeah, that's it. Now you just went through my whole boring spiel of going through the NFC North. But remember, we have to do this shit. We have to go through it. We have to go through the boring, mundane bullshit. Because then we get to the fun stuff. Then we get to the combine. Then we get to free agency. Then we get to the NFL draft. And then, then things start getting fun. Because then that's when we want to draft. So it is what it is. Thanks for being here. Season four. Season 4 is going to be good. Season 4 is going to be good. Have a good night, everybody. I'll talk to you tomorrow.